Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Welcome, welcome. Okay, guys, this is a bonus episode I'm doing on the fly. I was feeling really called to do this episode, and I was like, no, I'll do it later, I'll do it later. And I was like, no, I gotta do it right now because everywhere I turn, everywhere I listen, Everyone's talking about dry January, and this is so exciting. I'm sure there have been other dry months, but for some reason, it's been more prominent right now, right? So many people are diving into that book, Sober Curious by Ruby Warrington, which is so awesome that it's coming out right now, and so many of you guys are so interested in it. I just had to share my journey of being sober conscious. And this is not a trend or this is not something, I mean, I'm sober right now because I'm pregnant. This goes way, way beyond just like this current trend of, hopefully it won't be a trend, but this current trend of being sober curious. And I hope that this will really awaken a mass majority of people to really understand their consumption with alcohol and have a spiritual relationship with it. Yes, dare I say, spiritual relationship, evolved, aware relationship with it. And so I just had to share my experience because, not like I'm an expert, but I've been doing it for a really long time. I've experimented with it. I've had different phases. And so if this is new, if this is something you're on, if this is something that's curious to you, I want to just share my experience. Maybe it will inspire you. Maybe it will help you if you're currently going through it to decide, oh, should I do it longer than January? Whatever you decide is absolutely okay because it's for your own, you're intuitively doing it, right? So there's no right or wrong here. I just wanted to come from an open heart and just vulnerably share my journey with it. All right, so many of you, like I said, may have been hearing this book, Sober Conscious. So many people are doing dry January and I think it's no coincidence. I mean, you guys know I don't believe in coincidences, but there's no coincidence, right? We are called globally based on everything that's been happening in 2020 and even the beginning of this year. There's a huge call for consciousness, awakening. And this is every aspect of our personal, emotional, physical, professional global life and so the fact that we're being called to look at our alcohol consumption a substance that is widely acceptable but yes let's be very real this is a substance this is addictive substance but it's been socially accepted so our lens of viewing it is different than what we view as cocaine or maybe some people weed or maybe some people heroin this is looked at as an acceptable social experience but let's not be mistaken it is a drug it's it's mind-altering it has it's a chemical reaction we only really look at it as that something social or something fun I have it in control and then the extreme of alcoholism and I think that we're now being called to hey let's have let's really like inspect this gray area is it really just like far right, far left, there's this inner experience that's happening within us to be called to, hmm, what really is my relationship with alcohol? 
and how do I want it to define me? So I think a lot of people realized in 2020 maybe that their alcohol consumption had increased. We were home, we had less distractions, we were on edge emotionally, physically, mentally. We needed an escape, but we couldn't escape because there was nowhere to go. And so it gave us the reprieve. And so maybe we noticed that our alcohol intake increased and that's where the curiosity is coming from. And maybe we just realized that it doesn't serve us anymore. That you're like, I don't really even enjoy alcohol. Maybe your consumption went down and you're like, I wasn't going out. I wasn't going to happy hours. I was not really drinking much. And I realized, hmm, maybe I need to reevaluate. What's this relationship I want to have with alcohol? Does it really serve a part in this journey that I have? And I think more of us are having this nagging awakening. And for me personally, it really was this. So I started my sober curious journey right after my 30th birthday. Um, So it's been eight years that I've been on this sober curious journey. And I want to share how it's honestly transpired. But for me, like I mentioned, I started really going on a spiritual path of awakening slowly starting when I was uh, 27 years old. And so by the time I was 30, I had realized that alcohol had been such a crutch for me to go deeper into my journey. It had been an outlet. It was something that I used. I started drinking early when I was 16. I mentioned when I was younger, I was very energetically and emotionally sensitive. I had experienced my own type of trauma as a child and I did not know how to process it. I experienced anxiety. I needed a relief from being me. And yes, at 16, I needed that relief because it was intense. Living in my house under the conditions I was, it was intense and I needed a release. And so for a lot of us, whether whatever age, whether it was college or later in life or like me, you start experimenting younger when you're 16. And some people do it just because they're curious and they're rebellious. And some people like me were really didn't know it at the time but I was just trying to find an escape of the pain and just like feeling let go and let loose and just not being so consumed by the emotions and so for many of us we enter using alcohol whether it's recreational or it becomes something where it becomes a crutch and like many Normal, it would seem very normal, binge drink in college, right? Thursday to Sunday was drinking, you know, um, going out to clubs, partying. I mean, not looked at anything like outrageous. Yes, you had those benders where you're like hungover. I mean, I don't even know how we drank that much. Like you just body process the alcohol so much better. Yes, there was the throwing up nights. Yes, there were some blackouts. Yes, there was just days that you just had fun and you laughed and it was just oh my gosh that buzzed feeling was just the best it's just you know a really fun experience so there's all those different experience wrapped in it and then there was those moments of crying and feeling rage and getting angry and saying things you don't mean and you know witnessing probably your friends or guys getting into fights and you're like whoa huge different like spectrum of how alcohol affects people and different phases of your journey based on where you are emotionally sometimes it's fun sometimes it's emotional all those feelings that you have pent up will come out 
sometimes it's like the fun you comes out, you know? And so I, I say this with no judgment at all because I've been in every phase of the journey of experimenting and using it as a crutch and using it for recreational, using it for social and having control over my alcohol use and letting go of alcohol. And I, for one, just started questioning like, okay, I try so hard to be conscious during the day. I do the breath work. I drink the green juice. I meditate. I try to take care of myself. I'm trying to love myself. And then at the end of the day, all that goes out the door when I'm becoming unconscious because I'm drinking, right? Like we plan and we try to live a present and conscious life and then it goes out the window. For me, I was like, I had to cut this out. And I cut it out. I wasn't pregnant. When I cut it out, I talked to my husband. I was like, I want to try not drinking alcohol because I want to see how it affects me in my spiritual journey. And I noticed that it was, you know, the days that I drank, even if I wasn't hungover, I couldn't meditate. I couldn't sit still. My mind was foggy. And I'm like, there's a connection here because whether it was the lack of sleep or it was the alcohol in my body getting processed, something just didn't feel right. I knew that my my meditation practice, I couldn't go deep. I just didn't have any even inclination to go deep or to meditate. I would just skip it. And so for me, I was like, I want to go really deep in this journey. I want to really heal myself. And that means I need to rip off all the band-aids. I need to get rid of all my crutches. If I really want to heal and go deep, I can't use alcohol as a crutch anytime I feel insecure. And at that time, you know, we were, I was newly married. We were still going, you know, out a little bit, not as much as before. And I started recognizing being at bars, being in certain environments. As I started to get energetically sensitive, I couldn't be in those environments. It was harsh. It was hard. Where I once enjoyed being at a bar and that social experience, there was something very triggering for me like it was too much of a sensory overload the loud music the bunch of people the energies and then around 11 or 12 I always say nothing good happens after 11 o'clock then that's when all the people who started off drinking casually for happy hour start getting drunk and the more and more you drink bad things happen and the energy just would be so low and shift and I had read somewhere that when you're in spaces with people who are drinking alcohol, your guard is down. Your energetic and spiritual guard is down. So lower level spirits can inhabit your body. So if you've ever seen someone and they're like, whoa, they act out of character whenever they are drunk, it's kind of a way that your body can be possessed because you're not conscious anymore. So other spirits, low energy spirits and people who have passed and you may not believe in ghosts, but spirits that have passed, who have low vibrations, who may be hanging out in energy spots like bars and clubs, they have an easier access to kind of take over in physical form to make you say and do and act in ways that you normally would not act in real life, right? The fighting, the arguing, the pushing, the the violence, the saying the things. There's a blackout moment, right? Those blackout moments means that there's an alter consciousness that may be coming through. And I could feel all that. So I basically did it cold turkey. I decided I'm going to stop. I don't want to live my life just drinking because of 
on autopilot it's just what we do you go out you get a glass of wine and feel like wine is more acceptable and more sophisticated so I can drink that I just stopped altogether and see what my life would be like and it was really different it was really better I was more authentically myself it was hard af I will not lie but the feelings of knowing that I will not wake up hang, hung over the next day. It infected my meditation practice dramatically. I felt more confident. I felt like me. I had lost myself and I didn't know who I was. And it was only when I could be with myself and not escape myself that I learned to like myself. And so it was really creating a new relationship with myself. So if you feel in any way like I lost myself, I don't know who I am, try to discover who you are without substances kind of blocking that. And at the time when I decided to cut alcohol out, I read this book. It was from Jason Vale. And it was um, kick the drink easily. So this is before the whole like, you know, sober conscious like became a thing. And he was um, a leading health addiction expert in UK. And he had read this book. And a lot of what he said, like the myths about alcohol and alcoholism and the sense that you either can handle alcohol or you're an alcoholic if you stop drinking. I'm like, where did that myth come from? Like, when can you just like decide that even though I may not have a problem necessarily with alcoholism, I don't want to drink anymore. It's not serving me. And where's that in, you know, that middle ground? And he used this one analogy that really struck with me. He's like, you know, alcohol is a drug. And whether we realize it or not, it's like I said, it's a socially acceptable drug. It's like, you know that there's time constraints when you can drink it and when you can't. Like, it's not like a banana. Like, there's no like, oh, I need company to eat a banana. Oh, I need to wait to eat a banana after five o'clock. Otherwise, it will be deemed inappropriate. Oh, I can only eat bananas between Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday for brunch. But then any other time, it would just, I have to hide it. And I was like, yeah, I never thought about it that way, right? We have these, we might be craving alcohol, but we know oh my gosh, I want that drink. But there's like, oh, I got to wait till five o'clock when it's acceptable. Why is that? Why is it that like 12 o'clock on a Monday, not acceptable, you're an alcoholic or one o'clock. And I was like, huh, really? That is so true. There's all these rules and exceptions. And it made me really look at alcohol as what it truly is. When I was in social situations, I will be so honest it was so uncomfortable trying to explain to people like I'm choosing not to drink but why why are you choosing not to drink it's so uncomfortable and just like oh my gosh like what do I say like how I don't really feel like explaining my choices to you I'm trying to be more conscious and go deeper into my spiritual journey I was very like not open about my spiritual journey at that point like I was right now and so I would always have a sprite If someone asked me for a shot, I would like pass it on to my husband or I would dump it out or pretend to take it. In the beginning, I did a lot of those things because I just wasn't comfortable of just being. And I felt like I needed to have a glass of something so people wouldn't say something. And if you didn't have a glass, people would like harp on you. Like, why aren't you drinking? Come on, let's have a drink. And then over a period of time, I started being honest and said, no, you know, I just don't feel like drinking. I want to be, uh, I want to experiment and I just want to see how it'd be to be sober. And I 
started liking myself so much more when I started being honest and people really found inspiration from it actually. And there were a few people who actually experimented it for themselves after me sharing and slowly but surely the pressure didn't bother me as much anymore. I didn't feel like I needed a glass. People knew that I wasn't drinking, so there was no pressure. Um, and there wasn't that assumption that I had a problem with alcoholism. I had to make that very clear. No, I'm not an alcoholic, but alcoholism is a real thing. This is something that I'm doing just because I want to live a healthier, more mindful life. And I love not having hangovers. And so I became very mindful of the relationship of who I wanted to hang out with, the energies of the people. I was sober, right? So I could feel the energies of people as they were getting drunk. And I'm like, you know, I don't really dig that. I love you. I love you when you're sober, but when you're drinking, you're just not my cup of tea. And I noticed that my husband started drinking a lot less. And he used to drink hard liquor, doesn't really drink hard liquor. He would drink wine, but he only occasionally drinks wine now when he's out with his friends. So it really shifted our relationship with alcohol. So then I got pregnant and then I was in my Kundalini training. So no drinking then, even after my pregnancy, I had no desire to drink. And then there was a period of time when I was like, I sufficiently feel like I have control over my relationship with alcohol. I think alcohol when consumed, if it's like, you know, a nice glass of Prosecco because you enjoy it and it's a celebration, but knowing the limit of just having one, drinking it slow, drinking water. I was like, you know what? I want to start being curious with that to see if I can introduce some alcohol without feeling the need of being dependent. And when I first started it again, I did feel that initial urge of like, oh, one should turn into two. And then I was like, nope, I can't do this. I'm not ready for it. So I stopped again. Um, and then I was like, it took me another, I would say a year or so. Like I had a sip of like something that my husband was drinking. And I only liked white wine. So I, you know, at that point I was like, I couldn't even stomach the taste of anything else. I never could drink hard alcohol again after I became sober curious. I never drank beer again. I never drank shots again. I never did any of that stuff again. And um so I really was like, you know, drinking to enhance your own happiness because you're already happy is one thing because you're in more control. And then drinking to escape or drinking to numb. Mm, alcohol should not be consumed at that time because it's just going to serve as a distraction. And so I became very, very aware of my environment. Um, and so it was only like two years ago that I started drinking a little bit again. And it's only, interestingly, I will only drink in very intimate situations. So if it's like me and another couple, I trust it's in a home I will not drink out anywhere um but we're not really going out anyways um and it's really only a glass of white wine or a prosecco when we're celebrating something um and in the summer but in the winter I don't drink I've never taken a shot um after that after since 30 I haven't drinking taken a shot because anything that promotes getting drunk or like abusing alcohol, I couldn't engage in that behavior again. Sipping a nice crisp glass of Prosecco on a hot summer day, slowly drinking it, drinking enough water, like enjoying that experience was a completely different thing. I didn't enjoy the experience of drinking a glass of wine before. I chugged it 
with the intention of getting buzzed. And then after that glass, be like, okay, where's my next glass? So it was only until two years ago that I felt like I could introduce it every so often. And it's not like an all the time thing. It's like I have to like really feel inspired in the mood to drink. So everyone in my life knows that I drink very sparingly. Um, it's under certain conditions with certain people. And most of the time my answer is no, I just don't feel called to drink. Um, I don't drink after six o'clock. So I have my own little uh, confines. Like I will drink um, in the summer, like a glass of wine, maybe like at four or five, but then I have dinner and then I won't drink afterwards. Cause I feel like I've done that before. And then the energy, it, it like carries on to the next day. So I have very strict boundaries of how I consume alcohol, the state of mind that I'm in, the time frame that I'm in. Recently, I've been like, you know, I'm not even really like, cause I've been saying no more often than yes. I'm like, maybe I should just go back to just like not drinking at all. And after getting pregnant, I was like, you know, I don't know if I'll go back to drinking. Like, yeah, that was a great experience of like, you know, feeling in control of it um, and not being buzzed and not getting drunk. Um, but I was like, you know, do I really, I, I don't know. I'm getting that feeling again to just be completely sober curious. And then when I was pregnant this time around, this third time, I was uh, listening to a pregnancy podcast and I heard this ad for this company called Get Groovy, G-R-U-V-I. And it's this non-alcoholic wine. It has a rosé and a Prosecco, but there's no alcohol, zero alcohol. So they, it's not like the juice and the apple, apple cider juice. It's like they make their wine, but they stop it at the fermenting process. So there's no alcohol. And so, um, I was like, Oh, that's curious. I was like, you know, for people who are going through dry January, that would be a really good option for them. And so we got some and Trog tried it and he's like, this is actually really good. He's like, you don't really even need to drink alcohol anymore. Um, you know, if you enjoy like that, like just need like something like bubbly and crisp on that summer day like this will serve you and then I had a little bit of it I'm like oh my gosh like you totally do not need to drink alcohol anymore and so like with this groovy thing I'm like you know I think I'm just gonna give up alcohol all together again I just don't like I don't like the idea of putting alcohol in my body and this is just like I love like sparkling pink lemonade so that sometimes is like my go-to but I was like this groovy thing is definitely an option if there's like you want to make a mimosa and um you know you want to put non-alcoholic prosecco you could certainly do that for a brunch and so I really recommend for anyone who's interested in being like sober curious and extending it check out this company get groovy um I was very very pleasantly surprised by it but I think it is so cool that so many of you are considering being sober curious, practicing, trying it out, testing it out, and just really seeing how you feel. I personally have felt more present. I feel like my sleep is so much better. I feel like I like knowing that I'm in control over myself without being under the influence of something. Uh, it's, it's a really empowering feeling. And just, I think above all, being very comfortable with who you are and feeling like I don't need a crutch to handle social situations because let me tell you, I used to be very awkward in social situations, which I realized after I gave up alcohol, it's like the alcohol was the crutch, 
that you needed um, to be able to feel comfortable in big groups, at least for me that was, and to be able to talk in big groups and stuff like that. And then when I got rid of it, I just had me. And I started to authentically just be me. And if I didn't feel called to talk about something with someone, I didn't. And if I felt called to spend time with someone, I did. It was just very empowering. And um, I really wish that for everyone to truly be able to get a taste of being authentically you without the need of a substance and seeing how you feel, if it affects your confidence, if it affects your mood, if it affects your energy. And I think you'll find it well. So I really hope this serves you well. It was just an impromptu download. I just wanted to share my sober curious journey with you guys. And cheers to you if you're doing this. Uh, I think it's amazing. And I'm really excited to hear what your experiences have been. So definitely email me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com and let me know. All right, guys, have a good one. Until next week, bye. Thank you.